From Relay FM, this is virtual episode number 29. Today's show is brought to you by Igloo, an internet you'll actually like, and Squarespace. Build it beautiful. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined, as always, by my partner in crime, Mr. Federico Vitigi. Hi, Federico. Hello, Mike. How are you, my friend? I'm a bit tired, but I'm holding up. I'm I'm starting to feel a little bit under the weather, Federico. So my my girlfriend had like a, a cold or a flu or something. Oh, um, you know, here as well, my girlfriend has been like, uh, she's had the flu, yeah, and everybody got the flu. So I woke me. up woke up this morning, and uh, I was I was going to leave the house today. I was going to go to my co-working space. Oh, you um, got one? Yeah, I've had one for ages, but I haven't been in weeks. Like Inquisitive has kept me chained to this house while I've been editing all the episodes. But uh-huh. I wasn't going to do it editing today. I was going to do it over the weekend. And today I was going to go there. I was going to write some scripts for some later episodes because I need to get a few more episodes completed. I've got two. I always have like two. Like I've always got, I'm always ahead by two episodes, but I need to be ahead by like four because I'm going away for a couple of weeks in April. So I want to make sure I've got a good bank of episodes. So today I was going to go to my co-working space and I was going to try and write two scripts. So if I had the scripts written, because that's the hardest part for me is writing the scripts. Mm-hmm. Uh, that takes the longest because it's the bit that I'm worse at. Um, and, I, and I struggle with that a bit more than anything else because it's, you know, you know, you have to think of the ideas, you have to articulate them well, stuff like that. So I was going to go and do that today. And I woke up this morning, I was like, you know, when you just wake up, you're like, oh, I feel terrible. So I stayed home and I wrote an intro to one script and I was finishing off episode five, the edit for episode five. But the interesting thing now about me getting sick, because my, my throat was starting to get sore, right? And that's a problem, because if I lose my voice, what do I do? <laughs> you know, like if I lose my voice for a week, I'm kind of screwed, right? Like what Just do you... Ask your, girlfriend, ask your girlfriend to record for you. Uh, I'll ask everyone. You can pretend to be me. Like you can record with like with um, Brad. You can do the sure. pen addict not or something. Sure I, can, I can do your voice. Yeah. <laughs> I tried once and it, and it didn't come out really no. nicely. No, I don't, I don't think anybody can. But uh, yeah, so there you go. That's that's the insight into my illness. Are you feeling okay? I feel okay. Um, a long weekend ahead. Uh, flying out of Italy, actually out of Europe for the first time. Uh, I, I'm a bit uh, like trying to be prepared uh, because this is new to me. Small town uh, boy visits a big small, city, right? Yeah, small town boy. And, um, you know, preparing for this sort of stuff has been a bit, a bit exhausting for me. Yep. But um, I think I got it. Yeah, also because Mike, you gave me plenty of tips. I basically, all of my knowledge I've imparted on you now. Um, so you can go ahead, go forth and be me if, if you wish. Like you have, I you have know a, everything I know. Do, do you know the, 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 the Michelin guide? Uh, yeah, you know, like for, the restaurant guide. Yeah, I have my my Michelin guide. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you had a copy. I was like, Federica, it's no, no. expensive restaurants, my friend. You don't, you don't want to go to my, places like my, that. I got my Michelin guide for Michelin everything. Guide. I like for that. For everything. Yeah. I might write that. You should, because you, you gave me plenty of practical and useful advice. So okay. here's a question for you. Okay. Considering you're flying, uh, what games are you going to take with you? Um, I'm going to take my 3DS and my PS Vita. Okay. And the games that I want to play are, in no specific order of importance, are Oli Oli 2. I want to play more Majora's Mask. Uh, I want to play more Shovel Knight, because I still got to finish the game. On my, on my iPad, also, I want to play Alto's Adventure, because my high score is ridiculously low. So I want to have a more decent high score. Are we friends with Game Center? No, I don't use Game Center. I like I don't. I can't figure out Game Center what it does. 
So you don't have an account there? I think I do. I just, like, I stop the notifications. I never open the app. And every time there's, like, a prompt, I'm just like, okay, 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 login and whatever, just go away. Yeah, but if you use it, it means that your score will be there. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is it? Uh, maybe Maybe I'm not using it. I what don't is know. your score? I... What is your Autos Adventure score? think about 50,000 something. Right. It's not it's not high. I I've seen people with like hundreds. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm at 84. But I have people in my list here that are over 100,000. This is the the thing about games of this category with high scores is that like I try this game in advance and I enjoy these games and then when they come out and when everybody gets their hands on the game, I just feel stupid. Because I tried the game in advance, so in theory I should have a better knowledge of the gameplay mechanics. But then everybody comes in and they have their free time. And so I see these high scores and I'm like, man, what am I doing with this game? Like, I'm wasting my time because there's people... And I I really, you know, I'm emotional like that. I really feel the competition when I see friends with high scores. Like, I feel bad. Uh, I feel bad for a lot of stuff in my life. But high scores in games are one of those. Like I don't, I don't think I open, I don't open Game Center because I so I don't feel bad. Uh, I've always had this problem of competing with other people. I yeah, think. no, I, I get it. I'm always interested, and in, and I've seen stuff like this in the past that like creators of games aren't don't, aren't necessarily good at them. Like I. I can't remember what the score was, but when um, Threes sponsored Roderick on the line, they interviewed Asher Vollmer, and his score is like a low score. Like his high score is hmm. not a high is not a good high score. Um, I think mine was higher. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, and he made the game. And he made the game. Like it's it's the idea just because you make it and you know the mechanics doesn't mean uh, that you that you are good at it. You know. There's there's no better skill than free time, I guess. Exactly. Which is why those kids are so great at Call of Duty. <laughs> yeah. They spend hours into mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, maybe I, maybe you know I'm older, so I'm I'm more expert. And maybe when I got those couple of hours, I'm just gonna show these kids. And then I'm like, Nope, I'm not gonna show it. them. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> I cannot do it. Yeah, it's nothing it's not experience, it's practice. It's what makes you so good. It's so yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my PSV and my 3DS with me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's gonna be a long flight, so mm-hmm. uh, I can switch devices when I feel like it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna battery, you know, gotta think about the battery life. Yeah, so I mean, I can switch between them, so I just can keep playing. Some planes have plug sockets on them. Really? Yes. Even so you... the the European ones? Probably not the European ones, but okay. yeah, some some planes do. So if you have your if you have the adapter, the right adapters with you and stuff. You might be able to charge it while you're while you're uh, up in the air, hmm. so you you'll be fine. You can play play to your heart's content. Nice, very cool. I will I will definitely consider. That's a good game list. It's a good game list that you've got there that you that you're interested in, especially games yeah. like Shovel Knight and uh, Zelda because they're long. Yeah, they can keep in company. Yep. I'm not sure whether I'll be able to sleep. Uh, because I get anxious, you know? Yeah, I'm like that. I'm not a very good plane sleeper. Or, like, if I do sleep on a plane, then I, I sleep for, like, two minutes at a time. You know, and I keep waking up. And I fall asleep again and wake up again. Yeah. Plus, I hate the, I hate the thought of snoring on the plane. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, <laughs> thinking about it, I'm like, 
God. Can you imagine people looking at me? Oh, I know. Because I am or a like, snorer. So. Or like the, like the, 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 the airline people just tapping me on, on the shoulder because I'm snoring Mr. too Fatici. loud. Mr. Fatici, you're keeping <laughs> everybody awake. <laughs> it would be awful. It would be terrible. Anyway, Mike, um, I saved some links. There, there was uh, GDC this week. Yeah, lots of, a lot of interesting news. stuff. Yeah. A lot of news. I just handpicked a couple because we cannot possibly cover Federico's all of the curated news. list of uh... it's a curated list of GDC 2015, uh, straight from San Francisco. It was in San Francisco, right? Yes, San, Francisco, San Francisco. Yeah. Yep. So speaking of shovel night and PAX uh, is there... happening at the same time. Oh yeah, PAX East. Yeah. I so think. so some of the news is actually from PAX. Some is from GDC. Like it's they they're coming from two places. There's a bit of overlap. Yeah, it's a bit of overlap. So Shovel Knight will have, in the second quarter of 2015, its first free DLC as part of the original, I think, the the Kickstarter campaign. Yep. So this is, like, let me understand this. There's going to be the Plug of Shadows, which is going to be out on all platforms, and there's going to be a new crafting system. There's going to be... you, You will be playing as a new character... And this is going to be a real expansion of the game. And then on Xbox One, just like uh, Yacht Club Games did on PlayStation, where they unlocked uh, Kratos from God of War on PlayStation platforms, on Xbox One, they will unlock Battletoads, the historic rare franchise. Yep. So they're cutting basically different deals with these two different companies. And, of course, who gets left out is basically Nintendo, <laughs> obviously. I mean, how how awesome would it be to, to see Link from Zelda in Shovel Knight? It's not to say that it, something won't happen, though. I mean, yeah, uh, these things are happening because Shovel Knight is coming to these platforms fresh. So you never know, something might still come with Nintendo. Yeah, but do you believe that, that it's going to happen? Well, I believe... No, but I, I reckon <laughs> this is happening because I, I expect that, you know, as we know, these things happen... Uh, like PlayStation and Microsoft have gone to uh, what's the name of the developers? Yacht Club Games. Yacht Club, and have said like we want we want your game on our platform, and then they've mm-hmm. said like we would like to do this, and they go okay. You know, like we would like to have a character, an extra character or something fun, and then they're like okay, you can do this, do this, your battle toads, whatever. Probably, I don't know. I mean, well, I cause, guess because this... PlayStation and Microsoft have to agree to the. To the rights of including these characters, yeah, so. for sure. I guess that Nintendo probably just doesn't care. They don't yeah, need I it. Mean, uh, yeah, because Microsoft and Sony maybe they want to push their own indie agenda in a way, and whereas Nintendo is maybe a little less interested in doing that. I mean, when they do like characters of Nintendo franchises in other games, they do stuff like uh, the, the the Destiny uh, Destiny Warriors. Uh, you know, uh, Hyrule Warriors with Zelda. Yeah. Uh, and they do, uh, there was a, the fighting game. Uh, you know, there, there was Link in Soul Calibur, uh, the fighting game. Or like uh, a uh, few years ago. Pokken? Is that what they're it calling was Pokken. it? They yeah. do Pokken. Uh, you know, they do these big name games and partnerships. So maybe, you know, Nintendo and an indie developer not going to happen. Which I, I'm not saying it's a, I mean, it's pretty, I don't like it as a choice. I prefer what, Sony and Microsoft are doing because maybe it's a little weird to see, you know, Kratos and Battletoads in Shovel Knight. Like it feels like one of those paid commercials, you know what I mean? Like, hey, let let us put our character into the game. Like it's it feels like in a way like product placement. Um but still it's 
kind of cool for people who don't care. Yeah. So the next few links that I want to mention are about uh, VR, virtual reality, news from WWF, not WWDC, GDC. It's got DC <laughs> at the end. It's, it's got DC, thinking of Apple. Um, so there was a, a new announcement from Sony and Project Morpheus. Uh, it is going to be a commercial product. It is going to be released in the first half of next year. And it is going to, of course, work with the PS4, which we didn't know before, but the PS4 has been engineered to support uh, Project Morpheus with um, 120 FPS. Uh, so I guess the games, when you when you do... I mean, Mike, you tried virtual reality with the... Uh, with the Oculus, so you know better than me, I think. Is it better when the frame rate is higher? I wouldn't know. I'd never to compare it to, but I'm going to assume yes, because higher frame rate makes it look more realistic, I suppose. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I guess. So there was a... Did you watch the Sony conference? Uh, did you see? I didn't. I didn't. Okay. I, do you know why? I didn't, because I didn't think they'd have anything of, like of note. Yeah. So basically, um, the the new Morpheus. I we didn't talk about it last year. Um, the new Morpheus has been like the design has been tweaked, and instead of yep. feeling like I'm reading the first impressions from people, and instead of feeling heavy in the like uh, on your forehead, basically the entire device hinges in the back of your head, the yeah. way that it's mounted. Having used, right, so the Oculus, it feels like you have something pulling on your face, which yeah. is uncomfortable because it is basically doing that like you feel like you've got this weight on the front of your face so it feels unnatural so i can imagine if they if they do it this way it would feel more natural because it, it maybe it's more balanced i yeah, don't know it feels like a helmet when you're going on a on a bike yeah which i guess is is more of a regular feeling than having yeah. this weight on the front of your face yeah something that pulls you down yeah from your face, I, yeah, I guess. So first impressions from people at GDC, super positive. There's a, an article from Polygon. Uh, the new version of Sony's Project Morpheus is the most comfortable virtual reality he- headset I've ever worn. I mean, this makes sense though, right? Like if they couldn't have done this, it would have been a problem. In theory, Sony should be able to do this. Yeah, because Sony, like, they really... I mean, they make nice stuff, you know? And they, like... I think Oculus, especially now when it's under Facebook, they have a more, like, we want to try all the crazy software ideas with VR. Whereas Sony is more like, we want to please the gamers. Well, yeah, exactly. I mean, and Sony have got the money and they have the ability to create a physical yeah, a piece of hardware which is high quality, which is as you as you're kind of you're rightly pointing out, that is not necessarily Oculus's uh, number one agenda, or at least Facebook's. Maybe they want, maybe they are more concerned about the software than the hardware. Yeah. Where Sony, they need to consider both a bit more, I think. And also, I guess part of the reason why it has to feel comfortable is that Sony is planning to let people play games while standing up and using the Move controllers. Yeah. Because there was a demo from um, like um, like a shooting uh, game and like you use the two Move controllers to control your hands. And so I'm guessing that while standing up, it would be weird to feel like something is pulling your face to the ground and instead it would be less awkward to have something that, you know, like you feel your the weight of the device in the back of your head. 
or at least at the top, not necessarily in the front. So maybe Sony's trying a different approach and trying to ensure that people can play even longer sessions of games without being uncomfortable. And also I think Sony has a, has a history of making nice hardware. So it would make sense. Yeah. Um, speaking of VR, there was also, I mean, this is kind of strange for me. I'm trying to trying to wrap my head around it. Like, it was an HTC and Valve yep. VR system called the HTC Vive. Yes. And or it's it's either Vive or Vive. 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 I I actually don't know. And 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 every every time I'm hearing people talk about it, they're saying it, Vive we're not sure French. what it's called. Vive. It's very much yeah. French. I don't know. It's. I mean, looking at. Uh, I'm looking at the photos. Uh, looks huge. Yep. It's got a bunch of sensors in the in the front. Yeah. Huge HTC logo. Mm-hmm. And impressions for people are kind of positive. Uh, uh, yeah, I've seen people say good things about it. Yeah. Um, Ad Robertson from The Verge uh, watched a YouTube video from The Verge's channel this morning, and she was very. She was very, very positive about the device, um, mainly because of the software and and what it can recognize. Because it's it's very different from other VR uh, headsets because it it uses those sensors on the front. There are these boxes that you put in your room, and it shoots like laser beams, so you can move in the room, and it recognizes the movement, which is slightly different to the way other things are. I think. It actually senses your physical movement in space as opposed to the gyroscopic movement of your head. Does that make sense? You can move yeah. around, like physically pace around, and yeah. it knows you're doing that. It's crazy. So that I thought that was quite interesting. And they've got these like two stick things, which are kind of like their controllers that will eventually be wireless. But this is one thing that is a problem. that You will need to attach the headset via cable to your computer, even in the final version, is that what they're currently saying. That's not good. If you're moving around, having a cable seems like a yeah. disaster. You can trip over the cable. Yeah. It's falling to the ground. I reckon that they will all require cable in the first mm. instance. Like all of these ones, I reckon will. Yeah, because cables. wireless is too problematic. Yeah, and, and it's too early in the in the technology. But with the other ones, you don't really physically move around as much. At least that's not what they're saying. That's not, that's not what I've seen. But this seems to be able to move around. But I mean, this is this is really picking up now, isn't it? VR, like everyone's yeah, we, everyone's doing it now. We gotta do an episode about VR. But I wanted to at least try a couple of units before because, I, yeah. like, I'm trying to think about VR, but I actually never tried it. Yeah. So I'm I don't basically I don't know what I'm talking about. It's so hard. I feel sorry for video game websites because I don't know what this means for them because I I don't know how you you, you write about these games. Like I don't know how you show them. Um, like it just seems so complex. Like the problem with VR is that the, the, it's going to be really hard to cover from a press perspective, it, it, or at least initially, until people can kind of get their head around it. Maybe it takes you to experience it yourself before you can fully conceptualize what people are trying to explain to you. Hmm. I mean, it's very Maybe different, just... though, right? Because a screenshot is sometimes all you need, or a video, but you can't feel it. You, you can't show it on video either. Yeah. Like you can't show it. And because as well, excuse me, as well, so much of the experience is you being in the world, which is not the same as other games, where obviously it's part of the experience, but it's not like 
the way that VR adds to the experience and the senses that it triggers are so different that it's, I think it's going to take a while for people to truly understand it. it I wish you could try uh, a headset of some description. Yeah. And I've had such, such limited experience, but at least I've had some. Yeah. Um, even though it was only five minutes one time, like it's still, I kind of can, I have a frame of reference. Uh, yeah. which which makes me feel better about this stuff but it's interesting to see this partnership i mean clearly it's it's two companies that need each other like htc continue to need a reason to exist and valve have already shown that they can't deal with hardware on their own yeah i mean it makes sort of sense i mean we're a year out from steambox like the steambox yeah. is being announced and there's not one on the market yep so they obviously need a like a good partner. Yep. And considering that Sony is doing its own and Oculus, you know, on doing Facebook, their own. Microsoft uh, probably working on its own. Well, they've Holo, got a, they've got AR, right? Hololens yeah. is going to be their gaming platform. Nintendo wants to do partnerships with Nintendo. So I mean, Samsung is doing stuff with Oculus. And of course, you go to HTC. See their HTC. Well, or... Samsung are kind of doing their own thing. I think Oculus are helping them, but Gear VR seems very much their project. But I believe they're working in part in collaboration with Oculus and some yeah. stuff. But but Gear VR is on the market. Like, can you play games with it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. You should buy one. But then I have to get a Samsung phone as well. Yeah, because it uses the phone screen. Yeah. As the you gotta put it in your face the main problem that they have with that is the headsets which aren't cheap they're like a couple of hundred dollars each as well they're only for each specific model so if you upgrade your phone you need a new headset hmm. they don't have like a universal headset because they just announced the gear vr for the samsung s6 as well you know and they oh. have them for the note and they had them for the s4 or s5 sorry they had one for the Note 4. Like, they have different ones for different, different Man, phones. Man, that's so weird. It feels like they should just make one and then make, like, adapters. Yeah. The entire idea of the Gear VR is so weird to me. Like, I mean, in theory, it makes sense because at least in the dev kits, the screens are Samsung screens from the phones. Yeah, but still, you're asking people to put a phone in their faces. And, well, and... Google have got their thing, right? Google Cardboard, which is also a similar... Yeah, kind of. Yeah, but I don't know. I see. Can. I struggle, struggle to talk about VR because I, I, I actually don't know how it's like. No. Uh, yeah. But it's interesting to see where we're going, and that's clearly where we're going. Whether it works or not is a whole other thing. And like uh, Gabe Newell, I saw this. Uh, he's claimed that nobody will feel nauseous with their headset. It seems like nobody. an outlandish claim. Nobody's a big word. Exactly. Nobody is a huge word. Um, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I'm 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 skeptical. Uh, again, I have no idea. So I I need to find a way to try maybe a Gear VR or an Oculus or at some conference. I don't know. Yep. Mike, before we discuss the the next two links and the last two links, let me just I I've got I got a quote. This is from this is from The Verge. Okay. He says zero percent of people get nauseous using the Vive VR headset. Zero percent. Zero percent. How many people in the in the original sample? Yeah, I don't know. 
thanks partly to its lighthouse motion tracking system, which is capable of tracking users accurately as they move around in space. Maybe it is the case, but I think nobody is a is a very bold claim. Zero percent is a very bold claim. Yeah. Because even if it's one percent, then basically then you're lying. you lied. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yes, let's let's take a break. We have some more news, and then uh, we have some other stuff we want to talk about. Uh, this week's episode of Virtual is brought to you by Igloo, the internet you'll actually like. With Igloo, you're able to share news, organize your files, coordinate your calendars, and manage all your projects with you and your colleagues all in one place. It's a fantastic way to work together. Igloo's internet works on any device it's because they built their entire internet platform with responsive design at its core. So you can do anything from reading a document with their great HTML5 document preview engine that allows you to look at things on all devices, as I say, to doing things like managing your tasks, sharing photos with your colleagues, or even things like administrative tasks, like managing your settings. Igloo allows you to work how you want and where you want. Their uh, latest release, Viking, revolves around documents and how you interact with them, gather feedback, and make changes. Like, for example, one of the things that they've added is the ability to track who has read critical information to make sure that everyone is on the same page. It's kind of like read receipts for email, but with documents. So you make sure that everybody has seen that corporate memo, those training documents that you all need to see. You can just see it without having to email everyone and check. It's a really, really cool platform, a really, really cool piece of functionality. Igloo's platform is super customizable. You can change exactly how it looks. You can change all the colors and you can even change the functionality that you need and you don't need and even by teams. If your company has a legacy intranet that looks like it was built in the 90s, you should be giving Igloo a try. Igloo is totally free to use with up to 10 people and you can sign up right now at igloosoftware.com slash virtual. Thank you so much to Igloo for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. What else do we Mike. have, my friend? I want to share a bit of No Man's Sky news. Okay. Because, of course, I'm, I'm, I want to talk about this game. So we talked before about what exactly are you supposed to do in No Man's Sky, mm-hmm. which for the unaware is a new game from Hello Games coming to PlayStation this year, which looks to be an insane, huge take on basically like Minecraft in space. But th- that's the thing. Nobody actually knows uh, still what you're supposed to do in this game. Uh, it's a massive procedurally generated game set in a galaxy, in a universe. And people are freaking out about this game. So the latest from the No Man's Sky team is that the game is so big that they had to create a bot, a robot in code in the game to explore the universe for them. Because the developers are just like a few people. They cannot explore this huge world that the computer created so they bought they built this robot which goes around the universe takes snapshots and videos and then shows them uh, animated gifs from planets and animals creatures objects spaceships stars whatever so they know that things are okay so they know that things are okay because basically um there's a great read on polygon about um like the system that they build, it's a, it's a, it's procedural. So basically, the, the Hello Games team creates the art, like the color palettes, the textures, the basic traits of characters, objects, and they make artistic decisions. And then they feed all these choices and files and data to the computer, and the computer randomly assembles this universe. 
So you end up with a different variation of a specific animal or maybe different rocks, different spaceships, items, weapons, uh, different constellations in the sky. So they need to make sure that they haven't created something that doesn't make sense. Like, I don't know, like a human with three heads or like a rock that is so big that it blocks your way towards a spaceship. So they to make sure that they got everything correct, they have this bot. Of course, they, they, they check manually, but they also have the help of this robot, which in the game goes around and takes pictures and videos. Yeah, because they could never... No. I mean, even the bot, I mean, they can't check everything because it's procedural, but I guess it's just to make... It's to try and eliminate the vast majority of weirdness, right? Yeah, yeah, because, I mean, you once you got a, a big enough sample, you can have, like... You can at least rest assured that the majority of the game looks mostly fine. Yeah. And because, I mean, statistically speaking, you're going to catch something weird. So if you use a bot that just goes around, 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 you're going to catch something that, you know, you need to fix. It's a pretty clever system. Not relying on humans to find weird stuff. Yeah. I don't know. It seemed to me like they built this crazy algorithm, this crazy system, like even beyond their, their own personal human scope. And now they have to use the computer also to fix the system. Yeah. Just kind of... You know, amazing. Um, speaking of amazing games that we're waiting for, Firewatch from Camposanto, which is a new studio from the people who made Gone Home, and also uh, were Panic. Financed by Panic, yeah. Financed by Panic, the amazing software house uh, that makes awesome apps for iOS and Mac. Firewatch, there's a new demo video. Uh, we sort of knew what Firewatch was going to be about. Uh, it's going to be a first-person exploration game, and now we have a 17-minute demo video on The Verge, and it looks amazing. It's I, like a Pixar movie. It's like a Pixar movie with excellent acting. Yeah, there's like uh, one of the uh, the actors from Mad Men. I cannot remember the name of the the, the character or the actor, but it, the acting and the Rich, voiceover. Rich Summer is the guy. Yes, name. I think he's the guy with the beard. Yeah. Um, yeah, at the agency. Do you watch Mad Men, Mike? Yeah, but I haven't seen the most recent season. I'm waiting oh, okay. to watch it all rather than watch half and half. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Um, so yeah, the acting is excellent. And it really feels first person. And I'm saying this because I, I don't play many first person games. But I've played a few and they always feel kind of fake. Like the way that most of the time you do actions, you perform actions and you don't see your hands. Or you move and you just... You just stand there, you walk, and it feels like you slide, you know? And yeah. instead, in this game, like, when you when you use a rope, you see the hands around the rope. And when, well, when you, like, as, as you're walking, you're seeing the hands moving in the corner, yeah, that kind of see, thing. And you see the hands. The head and when you, moves in certain ways, so you're looking at things, like when you climb over and you look down at your hands. And th- there's a real kind of... Well, I see games like this, and this is very clearly a, a game made by people that love video games. Yeah, 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 for sure. You know, I'm very much excited about this game. Uh, did you see the news that Gone Home is no longer coming to consoles? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, they announced Gone Home for consoles a few months ago, and we talked about it. And now they they just said it's no longer coming to consoles. Any reason? I haven't read. I just saw the the headline. That's weird, uh, isn't it? Yeah, it's no longer coming to consoles. I don't know. I, I I think at one point I will have to to have some kind of Mac or PC running Steam in a decent way, uh, but that's Next year, I'm trying don't, to take a look now. Don't want to buy a don't want to buy a new computer this year. 
Mm. Yeah, I was I was kind of excited about getting gone home. Oh no. I think it was also coming to Wii U. Yeah, it was. Oh, the publisher has faced financial difficulties. So yeah. the public the publisher can't afford it. Yeah, that's that's really too bad because <laughs> Wow. Yeah. Hmm. Well I gotta so. buy a Mac. New Mac. See? I gotta play video games, Mike. Yep. Are you happy? <laughs> Me, I'm, I'm not making you do it. <laughs> no, because you're always right. Maybe you should get a new Mac. Maybe you should get a new Mac. Your keyboard doesn't work. What do you want, Mike? We yeah. have a game to talk about. Yeah, we do. Uh, let's just take a quick break and then we'll talk about all the early two. Um, Squarespace. They're helping support this week's episode. We love Squarespace. They're the all-in-one platform that makes it fast and easy to create your own professional website, portfolio, and online store. For a free trial and 10% off, visit our friends over at squarespace.com and enter the offer code insert coin at checkout. It's all one word. Squarespace, build it beautiful. When it comes to finding a place for yourself online, Squarespace is the place you should be turning to. I've used them for years. I couldn't recommend them heartily enough. Squarespace do so many things right that they're just the perfect choice, I think. They they allow you to craft really great-looking websites. They have beautiful templates, and you've got so much control over them. You can go in, you drag and drop things around in their page-building system. You can change the fonts. You can change the colors. You can change spacing and widths. You can add galleries, and you can add videos, and you can add and you can write everything in Markdown if you want. That Their platform has just... The longer and longer that I've used it and seen it, and we've been talking about it, like Squarespace have supported my shows for years, and the more and more that I learn about the platform and see with the platform myself, the more and more amazing it gets. They seem to just learn and learn and learn. They power millions of websites around the web and it feels like they're always taking what they have learned and they're just pumping it back into the system to make it even better. And it's underpinned by such fantastic stuff that they have... I wouldn't really talk about this enough anymore. Their, their hosting system is incredible. Like, Squarespace websites, they don't go down. Like, you don't have to worry about getting loads of traffic. They stay up, they stay responsive, they stay fast. And you don't have to worry about anything like caching or any of that stuff. They just do it for you. And that's one of my favorite things about Squarespace. The barrier to entry is so low because the way that you make the pages is you drag and drop them. And you make them, you know, you, you are building them in their WYSIWYG page building system, which has got way, even way better with Squarespace 7. Where now, like, there is no, like, admin panel and then the site you see it side by side at all times so when you're making changes to everything you can see it updating in real time like if you want to change a typo you just click on your website you know what it's like you just change the typo you don't need to go into like the publishing area and open up a totally different view you just do it all live on the website so it's incredible it's really really cool and they have they're 24 7 support so if you do have any problems and you know there's you're always going to get stuck with something you might not know how to do something or you might find something strange they have a 24-7 live support team, chat and email they have. They're ready for you in New York, Dublin, and Portland, and they can help you out of anything you need. They have their commerce platform, which allows you to sell anything. We just added, uh, I call them badges, but American people call them buttons to our relay store. And that's uh, so you can buy badges or buttons, however you want to call them. Uh, now, if you want to, that's uh, uh, store.relay.fm. 
uh, that's the Squarespace store. We we you know couldn't think of anybody else that we'd want to use, and that's exactly who we use for that stuff to sell all of our wares. You can find them all there because Squarespace make it so easy. The inventory management's a dream. They integrate with loads of other platforms like the shipping stuff that we use and all the postage. All that. It's all taken care of because they do all these great integrations, um, and it makes our friends over at Knock very happy. I could talk about these forever, but you should go and try it out for yourself. Squarespace will give you a free trial. All you need to do is go to squarespace.com. You can sign up today. No credit card required. They're confident you're going to love it, and I'm sure that you will too. And when you do decide to sign up, make sure that you use the code INSERTCOIN, so all one word, I-N-S-E-R-T-C-O-I-N. It's going to get you 10% off your first purchase and show your support for Virtual and Relay FM. That's Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Did you see the badges, Federico? I actually thought they were called pins. Pins. Yes, yeah, this is something you could call them pins. Pins, badges, buttons. However you call them, they're still the same, you know? Didn't know Americans call them buttons. Yeah, they do. I mean, because pins are badges. They're like, they make sense. Yeah. Buttons, they don't make any. But you know, Americans, you know, strange, strange people. They are, right? Very peculiar. <laughs> and we, we, we are in constant connection with Americans. We are. We, we are so we, we, we can touch them. We need to be respectful. Yep. I mean, of course, just have strange English choices sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, so this game, Mike, mm. Oli Oli 2. Yeah, so the reason, remember we were trying to think of what's the reason it went free. Well, the reason is clearly because it's free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah. That's why really? I did it. Because the game's not finished. Yep. Because There's it, going to be more stuff. Yeah, the multiplayer's coming later. Yeah. And I've encountered not not terrible ones, but I've encountered some weirdness in places. No, like, you did really. Not not anything crazy, but just like some animations have been weird in fail states, like fall into a pit and I'm like standing up in the pit. That doesn't make any sense. Hmm. Or like one time I fell and I kind of fell through the game a little bit um, before I had to restart. I mean, it's nothing bad. It, nothing's impaired my game, but clearly things that they would have found out maybe a little bit more playtesting. But that's not a problem because typically as soon as you fail you just restart anyway <laughs> it's a button mashing yeah, frenzy I, I I very much like how uh, like you can restart levels quickly like yeah. feels much much like it's perfect for the game because you want to try again yeah um, that was one of my criticisms of the original Oli Oli yeah. is you could do it you could do it it was the same button presses but it t- it was slower to do the animation to to restart was was too slow for me, but now you still see the because my problem was I was like why why do you have to still see the goals and you still see the goals but it's quicker, so it's not it's not so much of an issue anymore. True, yeah, it feels much basically uh, at any point you can pause the game and like you can press triangle to restart quickly and then X so triangle and X yep. will get you in there so yeah and also when you finish a stage you just press. Uh, triangle and X, and you just start again. Feels, or, it feels much faster. Or just square, and you go on. Like it, it is quicker. It's yeah. way quicker. Yeah. yeah, I think it makes like also the the way that the menu is structured. Like it, the, you can see how they listen to people who play a lot of the first game to make the interface of the game because you need to do a lot of scrolling and opening the the, con- the trictionary, and you you need you know to look at a bunch of mm-hmm. uh, messages and missions. So it seems to me like it's more polished. Then the first game, the first game was actually kind of clunky to navigate, I think. And this one feels much, I don't know, comfortable. I keep saying comfortable because it feels easier and faster, which I, I like that I don't have to spend time in the interface. The game itself, 
I mean, love, unsurprisingly. It feels <laughs> even better than the first game, possibly. Uh, it's better in every single way. It's better in every single way. And it feels tighter. Like, mm-hmm. it, it feels even more like you're connected to the character when you press the, the controls. Yeah, they have, they have improved, uh, literally. Like, from... I don't. I can't think of another game where, from one to two, every single thing in the game is better. Every element is better. The animation's better. Yep. The style is better. The music yeah. is better. It feels tighter. They've introduced more gameplay mechanics, so it feels like a totally different game. Like the amount. So basically, one of the key things now is, effectively, the focus of the game now is combo. And it wasn't that before, really, was it? It was more like landing was the thing. Like the difference was True, hitting yeah. hitting the landings. That was what made the game its own thing. But now it's like the key is you never stop doing tricks. And it's the addition of manuals has done that. So, yeah, like because- so many of the goals are True. complete the level in one long manual, in one long combo, which is fantastic. True. Yeah, I mean, it, I guess it... Focusing on, you know, combos rather than landings gives you more opportunity for making the game different and also letting people play more. Because once you master the the landing, I mean, it kind of becomes automatic, you know? Mm -hmm. Focusing the game too much on perfecting the the, the skill of landing, it gets boring. But combos and tricks, because you can mix and match them and then you can have missions, it feels more, uh, you know... Original and, and more like fresh, and you so. can see how it informs the level design because there yeah. are so many levels where you are jumping and you don't know what's at the bottom. Yeah, you could either be you could either be going into a grind or a manual, and you, there are different co- key there are different combinations of buttons that you have to press to enable them, and you have to do it with such split second accuracy or learn the level. That is so amazing. I love that, and what I also love is how. All of the grinds are in each level stage, like in each of the worlds, are a different color. So, like, it's yeah. gold in the Aztec level and pink in, like, the fairground level. So you end up just by association of color working out what you need to do. That's when you really lock in. Oh, Federico, this game is so goddamn good. Yeah. Oh, I, I love it so much. I like how, when, like, in the first game I didn't get this much... But when you jump or when you're grinding and you can see that there's maybe a, a different path, but you don't, like how you said, you don't know what's what's in the other section of the level. Yep. And usually there's a, like a goal that you need to unlock. So it like it, I, it pushes you to experiment more than yep. the first game. That was my first impression. Like I'm... Like the game wants me to try different things and also to try them with combos, uh-huh. so it feels like a more um, like a cohesive uh, game because you know, like it wants me to try different uh, routes in the level, wants me to try combos, and I also feel like it punishes you uh, less when you for landings and it puts the focus more on getting higher scores and combos. So it's it's cool, like like you said, it's better in every way and i mean we were skeptical but it was not the case of a of a bad game coming out early for some reason like you know there's been many releases this year of games being unfinished but still available to customers Mm -hmm. and this one is not not one of them just the deal with playstation plus which is so so many other things that i like uh i like how 
um, the the when you land, the edge of the screen flashes in the color. Oh, yes, that's corresponding to uh, yeah, the way that's that you've a landed, touch. and it also shakes. On yeah, this is on the Vita. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're playing on Vita. Yeah. I've also played on PS4. I didn't because I still haven't bought one. Yeah. So I'll, I'll talk about that in a minute because there are some differences. Um. Uh, I it's the game's harder as well. It is harder. It's bigger. I think it. Yeah, I think it feels it feels harder because of also the animations. Like everything feels faster and more oh, like so fast. Yeah, you it's crazy. need to you need to be fast. So it feels harder because the animations are uh, like they, they tweak the animations and everything feels more uh, like closer together. Like how you chain combos and jumps and grinds. So I think it, it's. Like it's the same game in the sense that you still do the same basic stuff, but the, the like the focus of the developers has shifted from some stuff to combos and you know experimenting and and being faster in chaining tricks. So it feels harder, even if it's actually the same basic recipe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so how's on PS4? It's it's cool to play on TV. It's it's very different because obviously it's bigger and more attractive so it looks nicer on a big screen there's a weird thing that i don't know why it's doing this but it doesn't take the full my full tv screen size hmm. so there's like a big there's like a thick not too thick but a thick black bar which is around the edge and there's no setting to adjust it i don't know why that's happening that's strange my only th- feeling is that they've locked it to a certain aspect like a certain size uh, why, did, why wouldn't it be the widescreen size well, no, it is widescreen, but it there's just a bar oh, that goes okay. around the whole screen. It's like an up, uh, an upscaling issue. Yeah, I I can't tell what it is. I'm I'm assuming that they've just not had the ability to test it on so you know on on as many uh, screens. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe it just it maybe it just runs a, like double the native resolution of the PS Vita. Yeah, and then what's beyond the double the resolution gets a black bar. Like that's a pretty good theory. It's very it's very different to play on the uh, PlayStation controller. I had to kind of relearn my movement. Hmm. The bigger analog sticks makes it totally different because you're moving the analog stick further to do the same things. Yeah, because if it's like also like I thought about this like does it feel like it's far away from you when you play on the TV like yeah. Like I yeah. feel like connection when I'm playing on the Vita because I feel like the game is there and my hands are actually like into the game. I'm I'm playing it on PS4 to try and get used to it, but at the moment I still prefer it on the Vita. Cool. Because it's like there. Um and it's yeah, it's like right there. My hands are around the whole thing and I can zone into it a little bit more. Um There's something that, that I realized today when playing the game. This isn't necessarily related to the, the PlayStation. Oli Oli has a way it does something to me that not many games can do anymore where I will play the same level over and like hundreds of times to yeah. get the trick, to get yeah. the, the goal that I need. Like Always. I was playing this one level. You have to do, a I think, sort of reverb manual. I don't know if you've got this far yet. So there's another thing called a reverb. So when you land, when you're landing, you press R, uh, X and R at the same time. Yeah. And you spin, and you can then hold and very quickly. You have to pull to a direction. You'll go into a manual. Yeah. Do it just the right time, and I had to do a four level combo, including a reverb manual. So I figured the easiest way for me to do this is to make the reverb manual the first trick I do, because then all I've got to do is focus on completing the next level. 
like yeah. completing the whole level. Mm-hmm. I think I would probably tried it about 150 times before I completed wow. the level. Yeah, I still haven't got to that point. It's uh, but but you get frustrated with it, but I'm not getting frustrated at the game. Like it feels really truly old school in that way. It's not like the the sort of uh, arbitrary frustration because you know it's you, the problem. It's yeah. not the game. No. It's your fingers. <laughs> so My you fingers, know, I'm not doing yeah. it right. You know, it's, it's fair. Yep. And it's just got that, like, it's just that feeling of, like, I've just got to keep doing this and eventually I will be able to do it. And that yeah. there are, it just feels like that was something from my childhood. Yeah, the, the one more time uh, effect is very yep. strong with the game. And even, uh, I'm always, like, I'm, I'm, I guess the reason why I'm slow is that I want to have all the stars and goals in, in, in every single stage. Yeah, so what is your policy on that? So, like, I don't I don't move to the next one until I completed all the all of stars. It. See, I, I'm like that to start with, but then it gets to a certain point where it becomes difficult uh, yeah. to, to, to advance. So when, when I'm spending too much time trying to complete it, I will then just plow through so i i won't let myself advance until i get maybe two or three and it i have to have to have to complete the high score one there's like i could have done all of the other four but if i haven't got the high score then i won't carry on because the high score in theory is the easiest one to do makes sense yeah yeah i guess when you get to the later stages you can i mean i I think I i did the same with the first game like I, yeah. I struggle to. I want to get them all. I want to get all the, the the stars, and then I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm just gonna move to the next one. And maybe I'm playing the second game. Like I, I started playing the first one, and then as I move on, I will I will be more relaxed about my. That's my stars. exactly as I was. It's when it starts telling you you need to do this grind and this flip, yeah. and and I find that so difficult to do sometimes. So when it starts getting into those ones, I'm like, I'll come back and do you later. Yeah. There's so much more of the game that I want to play, but I'll be doing this. I'll be stuck here for hours. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So, do we give this game a thumbs up? As many thumbs as as a human being could have, I have up four between me and you. Like, I actually can't wait to finish this episode because I'm gonna go play. (laughs) Well, I still need to eat dinner, which is new to me, considering that it's past 10 p.m. Then we should wrap up. Yeah, I need to. I need to cook my late night pasta. Cool. Alright then. Well, if you want to get the show notes for this week's episode, go to relay.fm slash virtual slash 29. Thanks again to our sponsors this week, our friends over at Igloo and Squarespace. If you'd like to find us online, there's a few ways you can do that. Uh, Federico is at Vitici on Twitter, V-I-T-I-C-C-I, and he is the editor-in-chief of MacStories.net. And I am at iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, and I host a selection of shows on Relay FM, of which this show is one. You can find more of the great shows that we do over at Relay.fm. You should check those out. Um, and uh, we'll be back next week with another episode of Virtual. Thank you so much for listening. Until then, bye-bye. Arrivederci.